partly cloudy and 21 degrees right now in downtown Kamloops. Hope you're having a lovely Tuesday afternoon. Now, one of the top stories in the province today, British Columbia has created its own sick leave program to ensure workers stay home if they suspect they are ill, specifically if they have COVID-19. Now, Labor Minister Harry Baines introduced the legislation today, which will provide, as I set up, the three days of paid sick leave for all British Columbia workers. The program begins next month and will be effective until the end of the year before eventually being replaced by a new permanent policy. What that permanent policy looks like, yet to be determined. But paid sick leave, of course, has been a large, large topic of discussion for more than a year as people are supposed to be staying home to isolate if there's any possibility of COVID-19 exposure and many people were forced to make difficult decisions. Do I stay home and lose some money off my paycheck or do I go to work even though it may not be the right thing to do? Well, the provincial government noted today that an estimated 50% of BC employees do not currently have access to paid sick leave. So this means upwards of 1 million workers in the province will benefit from receiving these new paid sick leave days. For a little reaction to today's announcement, please to be joined by economic and public finance policy analyst with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, BC office, Alex Hemingway. Alex, how are you doing today? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. Good, good. Well, appreciate the time. This is definitely a, a positive step, right? It is a move in the right direction. We'll get to some of the issues that are coming up as a result of today's new legislation. But just a, initial reaction to the fact that this finally has been introduced here by the province after really 12 plus months of asking, when are we going to see this? Yeah, no, there are some issues, but let's start with the positive, as you say. So, you know, it, it's over half of uh, empl uh, workers in B.C. don't have access to paid sick days, and that gets even more extreme uh, uh, for those on lower incomes. If, if you're making under $30,000 a year, a 9 out of 10 folks in that category do not have access to paid sick days in B.C. And so we're seeing uh, three uh guaranteed paid sick days uh, under this new legislation uh temporary this runs until the end of the year uh, and one of the good things here is that the way that this has been implemented is as a right under the employment standards act under our uh, employment standards law in bc and that's the most seamless way uh, to do paid sick leaves that's how that's sort of the best practice from other jurisdictions because it means it's very simple you call in sick uh you stay home and you're paid anyway and in this case uh, uh so there's no loss of there's no loss of pay which is mm -hmm. what we see for example under the federal sickness benefit program and and then in this case uh, the government is providing support uh to businesses to help cover those costs you know because we're in this pandemic and, and many businesses are are struggling so you know that that's a positive this is gonna this is gonna help some folks and you know uh, and we'll get into some of the limitations i think the biggest one is uh only three paid sick days when you know we know people need to isolate for a much longer period than that yeah well let's start right there since you brought it up only three days of paid sick leave i mean it's it's better than zero, absolutely right. Like you said off the top, we can't uh, be too upset about that. But the fact that it is only three days, and if you have COVID, I mean, you're going to be home for you know upwards of two weeks. This simply just isn't going to cover it if if you were you know heaven forbid having to stay home for that long. Well, look, and, and this is this is not the time to play small ball. You know, we're in this public health emergency. Uh, we know what a difference it can make when uh, people know that they can stay home and have the certainty that their their wages are still coming in. Uh, and so, you know, we should have been aggressive here. I know that the Employment Standards Coalition of BC has been pushing this issue since way back last spring, well, and before as well. But in the pandemic context, they argued that you know we should have 21 days paid sick 
sick leave because you know it can happen that you know people are going to get sick or have symptoms more than once, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so so that's so that's so critical here. Uh, what the gov- government is arguing is that these three days uh, can sort of bridge people over. Uh, to the federal sickness benefit that is also in place. Uh, but the problem is the, the whole reason we're doing these provincial paid sick days uh, is because it's widely recognized that that federal benefit is inadequate. It requires you to apply, so that's an extra burden. It means fewer people are going to access it. They're going to be less certain about accessing it, uh, and it doesn't fully uh, pay the, the wages that you've missed. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense to, to bridge to an inadequate program when we're talking about filling in the gaps here. And the other piece is, uh, and there's a tricky element here where uh, to apply for that federal program, uh, you're not eligible if you've already received employer-paid sick days in that given week. So if you get sick on Monday under this new system, you're going to be covered by the provincial paid sick days for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, but you won't be covered for Thursday and Friday, and you can't apply for that federal program until the following, uh, in, unless you're uh, off the following week, you get covered for yeah. that following week. So that's a gap as well. Man, uh, there's been a lot of talk, I guess, about the the frustration, I suppose, that comes with that federal program, and, and that's why we're seeing other provinces right take up the, the, the additional legislation to introduce something at the provincial level, and now we see that here in the province of, of BC today. I guess, what would have been a better way to go about it? I guess, is there anything that you look yeah. at and just and, and just say, yeah. hey, uh, th- this simple measure would have made a massive difference in, in kind of bridging that gap between the federal and provincial policies here? Yeah, the short the shortest answer really is more sick days. You know, ten ten sick days uh, would would have been a good idea. And you know what they're also saying here is that you know this is a temporary program runs to the end of the year, and then they're going to bring in some form of permanent paid sick days. But it's not been specified yet how many days there will be. And you know. That, that makes sense. You know, we know in a pandemic it makes sense for workers uh, to stay home and make it as easy as possible for them to stay home to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, and that makes sense in regular times, too. We don't want people going to work sick, uh, making their coworkers sick. That actually comes at a cost to the economy as well. And, you know, we're, we're an incredibly wealthy society. We, you know, As a basic Right. It's reasonable that people shouldn't be asked to, to go to work sick and uh, or, or lose or lose income. Um, and that's that's a right that exists in many other places. You know, it's rare uh, that we're behind the United States on a social policy issue. But here we are. And when you look across 12 U.S. states right down the West Coast, the, the West Coast here, uh, Washington, Oregon, California, many other states already prior to the pandemic had uh, this right to uh, paid sick days as a as a basic right of employment. So, and that exists in many other countries as well. That's the model we should be looking uh, towards for the permanent program. And in the pandemic, of course, it's a no it's a no brainer. We need to make this as easy as possible for people to stay home and, and not spread the disease. Yeah, and and the BC Federal Federation of Labor obviously expressing some similar things to what you just mentioned, advocating to have at least up to ten days. That's what they were hoping to see here. Didn't get it this time around, and and I guess are going to be pushing for that. In the permanent program, or you, you expect we're probably going to see a lot of uh, organizations, labor unions, really start to pile on here to try to force the BC government to do more to to have extended sick days once a new permanent program is unveiled uh, at some point later this year. You know, I, I hope that we do. I think I think we will see that 
pressure build. Uh, I hope so because it's a common sense uh, policy. Uh, I think people can see how it, it would be a basic right. Actually, if you ask them, uh, there's public opinion polling on that. There's very strong backing for uh, uh, these uh, employer paid sick days as a right uh, for all for all workers. And it kind of it does pose a bit of a puzzle here, right? So we're over a year into this pandemic. Uh, doctors have been saying this is needed. Uh, public health officials, uh, the opinion polls I mentioned back at uh, journalists have been really uh, asking tough questions of the government about this, uh, you know, even more than ever just the past couple of months. So how is it that it's taken so long to get here and that we have a program that doesn't quite measure up? Uh, one one thing that's missing from this picture, and I, I wrote an article about this about 10 days ago in the TIE, if you look back early in the pandemic, uh, there's an, there's another actor in this whole debate that uh, that we haven't talked about yet, and that is actually some of the big business lobby groups like the BC Chamber of Commerce, Retail Council of Canada, uh, uh, BC Business Council. They lobbied from very early on in the pandemic for the type of inadequate sickness benefit that we saw at the federal level. They wanted this to happen at the federal level, and I think it's not too difficult to to figure out why and that's because they wanted to avoid this type of provincial legislation that would entrench uh, mm. paid sick days as a right of employment uh, and that's that's a real shame and there, uh, you know if that's if you read that analysis and if you agree with me uh, that's going to continue to be the case over the next eight months they're going to continue lobbying the bc government so it's going to take a lot of pressure uh from from folks who want to see a more robust paid sick days program to, to get it implemented you know as a government's not willing to go big in the middle of the pandemic it does uh doesn't give you a lot of yeah. confidence that they're going to be going uh bigger in eight months Hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more on that part. Well, Alex, we're up on the clock here. I got to get to the news, but thanks so much for the time. Appreciate the analysis, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up in the not too distant future. But thanks for the time today. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Good talking to you. Yeah, you too. As always, that is Alex Hemingway, right there, economist and public finance policy analyst with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, BC office. Thanks as always for the time, Alex.